0: the acoustics and like it was basically just like farting on like a large floor you know it was just so loud it was fucking outrageous oh my god (laughs) like it was that type of thing where like like i farted and people it seemed like people were looking outside for like a car wreck like they weren't even like there's no way that sound came from the inside like what Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, if you are, thanks for coming back. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, For those of you that are new to the show, feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and homemade wine in a solo cup. Cheers, my Cheers. friends. Let's take a little
1: sip of this. Right. Not too shabby. No.
0: Right? Not too shabby. Pretty good. Thanks.
1: Pretty good. That'll sneak up on
0: you, too. Neat. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I am joined today by three... Uh, I don't know, how many people in your fucking band? Seven. Like seven? Yeah. Three-sevenths of the Moat Rats. Make some noise for the internet, my friends. <laughs> Woo! Thanks. Charlie, James, and Brad of the Moat Rats. Hello. What's cooking, everyone? How are we doing today?
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. We're good.
0: Thanks for being here, my mortal enemies. We're here to settle the score, <laughs> right? ah, now, yes. the beef has been squashed. All is good. But I'm happy you're here today. For those of you that don't know the Moat Rats, they are a musical band that do things with instruments in front of strangers and family and friends sometimes. Who wants to tell me a bit more about the band? A little more of a professional
2: pitch all right so tight (laughs) 2015 16 we kind of started playing um like you know just doing some cover gigs and that kind of stuff and Mm. everybody we had a large friend group everybody would all kind of hang out and it just started like hey you know what we should do something with some music you know and my dad's band was playing at the time and they were getting some gigs around the area and we just kind of started opening up for them you know they'd let us they would let us come and play, which is you know, so it was cool because we were pretty much at that point just experimenting with whatever we sure, wanted. Sure. Covers. An hour what kind of music was your dad for? playing? Like top 40 stuff of the whatever. So you cover know, stuff. Cover too. stuff too cool. as well. Yeah. And um, it eventually got to the point where we got a good group of people and we said, hey, let's start writing some tunes and see where this can take us. Yeah. And that was about 2017. Maybe, um,
1: I'd say, yeah, like, end of 2016, and of seven. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, been riding it since then and working hard and just trying to, you know. It's awesome that you all found each other
0: because you have an unbelievably uncanny group of talented people in your Thanks. band. And it's fucking <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> no, you guys are really, really good.
3: A lot of us knew each other from uh, high school. So, yeah. we all pretty much, a lot of us went to Plum, uh, James and... Uh, Liam, our key player, are actually cousins. And then um, his twin sister, Haley, used to play bass for us. And so we all kind of actually started just being like from high school band. And they had a great band director, uh, Jason Birch, who was like super into it and got all the kids really into it. he inspired a lot of
2: people to just... Make music with your friends and get together and just oh that's awesome. Give everybody you know hey this guy get this give this guy a keyboard give this dude a horn you know this guy a bass and whatever and just you know let it rip just, yeah let it rip like,
0: <laughs> that rules yeah. you know the world needs more people like yeah. that what a gem
3: yeah he's great he comes up and sees us sometimes he lives in west virginia now but it's always cool when he comes out and supports and uh i
0: feel like west virginia is probably just about as far as plum is for most of the shows yeah well
3: (laughs) not so bad yeah it's kind of in the boonies but no it was it was a good start for us but we were definitely like little kids like not really knowing what we were doing and we were all just jamming and having fun and then um You know, we realized we had like 11, 12 people in the band at one point and we were just like, this is excessive. And we're like, we don't know what we're dealing with. Like, we can't handle this group. I mean, we're just like, let's scale down a little. little I mean, (laughs) I hate to say trim the fat, but it was just like, you know, scaled out a
2: haircut. Give it, yes,
3: clean them. Yeah. Or clean yeah. them up a little bit. So yeah, yeah we know, did that funny too.
2: Because like we were all like you know younger too, and even when we started this in 2016, you know a lot of us were around 20, 21, 22, and we even got shit at different venues or places we'd be at because we had underage people there. We had oh, that's the friends. You know, friends that were still underage wanted to come see us. So uh, a couple of the places that like we started out playing back then, it's just like um, yeah, we don't play there anymore. We
3: were too rowdy for yeah, the suburbs. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to move to the city. But they now, like, we're all We
1: more. did have some awesome shows at the Universal Moose, though, in Penn Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We had some great oh, shows. shout out to
3: those I've guys. That was super place. fun. It's, oh, it's you a great. And, place. Yeah, it's, it's a great place a so, like, like,
1: not even know it's there. Oh, you know. that's rash. We just yeah. played
3: for the members and our family and friends and just got rowdy. And they There's had like a bowling, a bowling, bowling alley in there. It's awesome. Yeah, so Yinzer, but like so true, just like what we love. So it's great. It's so
0: fascinating hearing about places like that where bands like you come from there's dozens of them around the city these places that people forget about you know there's so much more to the local music scene than you know the thunderbird or club cafe or all these other bigger venues there's all those smaller places that facilitate a lot of local talent for sure so like coming up in that scene and getting out of it were there any bands that you played with like at places like that that don't play in
2: pittsburgh that just like exist in those markets not really because when we had shows like that what we do ourselves we would call so many different friends that played the whole night would be filled with oh this Uh, dude grab a guitar this person so like you're setting up the show in these places okay so
0: then i guess the question is like whenever you were starting out it was like well we don't have access to like venues and pittsburgh proper so right fuck yeah. it let's we just call places anybody, till yeah. they
2: let you do something <laughs> well, and it was yeah. almost kind of like that place that we did that thing on august 24th at because it was it was old school like that you had the bar section you know with all the yinzers there who are have been living in that town for like you know 30 40 years and they're
1: like what the fuck's going on here
2: <laughs> you know and then yeah but it's cool because it was like old school and that way it had a stage and shit and um you know also i think when you play at older places like that Those people were from a generation where live music meant a lot to them. And I think even though the older people, they're kind of like, oh, it's loud, blah, blah. They actually, at the end of the day, they really like it because live music was – you know, they appreciate that in a way. Yeah. And I think that More a part us. of their culture. For yeah, sure. you know.
3: And for those of you who don't know, August 24th, I think that's the date of it. We battled Sykes and the New Violence at the Versus series for the Spread Love Army. It was a charity event and we kicked their butts. Oh,
0: yeah. They definitely uh, did. <laughs> they kicked our asses. It's totally fine. We
3: came in hot. It's okay. It was yeah. fine. But that, it was we, we were time.
0: down a member. We were yeah. handicapped. <laughs> yeah, you were. We were handicapped. I'll give you that. fuck. But... I think it's really cool the aspect of being able to just call places, find places to play. And you definitely had a cool uh, advantage in terms of you're not some, while you may be rowdy personally your music's a little bit more accessible than say uh, you know the the young the 20 somethings that have a little their
1: hardcore band that want to play a show at the the Universal Moose you know it's probably a little bit harder like uh, people would always come and be like oh you remind us of going to the Holiday House in Monroeville like whenever we were younger like I guess that was a pretty big live venue place back in the day and it's like where everybody in the area went to and they're like there's not places like that out there anymore so it's nice for them to get a little bit of that You know, at their local watering hole, you know, yeah, it's a
3: big part of what we try to do, too, is like be really. You know, I think we want to make our sound appealing to everyone, and I think because we all grew up with parents that were so passionate about music and like really like my dad was an old like radio DJ and like James's uh and her, dad is a music her, teacher and like
2: her dad's cousin was Bobby Blotzer the drummer of Rat, rat of so, so hell yeah, yeah. she has yeah, a little bit of a legacy <laughs>
3: <you know. laughs> Turtle Creek what's up yeah but uh for Round sure around, so man. I think it's cool because you know, we find ourselves, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because we find ourselves like appealing to everyone. But then also a lot of times it's like, what is our identity? You know, in a sense of like what we want to be and what we want to give to people. But really, like we just like to make people happy with our music and like play what people are going to feel and drive to. And
0: yeah, I think that, you know, being In some aspects, you're still like a young band. You're still figuring it out. It takes some time to find your voice as a band. You have a lot of people in your band, so everybody is bringing something different to the table. And it seems like your list of influences and inspirations is probably, you know as diverse Vast. as a TGI Friday's <laughs> menu, yeah, a little sure. bit of something for everybody on that motherfucker. Yeah. So I imagine it could be really hard, but also a lot of fun because there's no rules. You could do whatever you want. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, well, okay, how do we actually get a song written? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, how it's, do you... it's
3: a cool, a cool process that we go through.
0: <laughs> and also like, you know, you have like some players in your band and everybody's really super capable, but like, you know, there's still kind of like a, like a, pop, not necessarily like pop dance, but like pop sensibility, like a verse core structure, like right. still yeah. simple and accessible, but everything's still musical. And it's like trying to balance all of that out with yeah. seven fucking people. Imagine it's a yeah, lot of with, work.
2: With like having all those people, because everybody brings good ideas. Everybody yeah. said it. They're, you know, they're so all players. So what's
0: the songwriting process like? Is there like, any, like, is there like a, a core group of people that maybe are like, hey, these are the ideas. Let's build like... Um, Is there a mastermind? Or is it just like
1: every week is something different? yeah, Yeah, it's seriously like it's all varies. Like somebody, it's usually somebody will bring an idea. And then we just all kind of build off it and take our own yeah. ideas off, off that. Like, do you just, like,
2: write a lot with
1: jamming and things
0: yeah. like that?
2: Well
3: and, and, I mean not really actually. Not, not, not a really. lot of our jamming. Of like
2: a, I think somebody someone'll come with a tune and we'll work with the, from that point, you know? Yeah, yeah some so. of our
1: early songs were definitely like just jams like with lyrics on top of it. But um as we kind of like progressed more, it's like James would bring like a part that he wrote on piano to practice and then I'd be like okay, well, maybe that we could add this on top of that and somebody will come up with yeah. a bridge. And it's yeah. definitely like pretty equal input from everybody on songs yeah. for sure.
3: How Majority of- though, it goes from a core idea just out of you know, ease probably from James and I. And um, we've kind of, at least with Sunday Gravy, that was kind of our core. But now we've yeah. definitely uh, revamped that with the new players that we have and stuff. So it's been cool.
0: How often are you rehearsing as a band? twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. All typically. seven? Yeah. Twice yeah, a typically? week? Wow, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. yeah.
2: And sometimes Sundays too if we really feel like, if we don't have a show that week or something. Yeah. So, that's fucking awesome.
3: We figure if you can dedicate, you know, to, I mean, we don't practice long. We practice like two hours on yeah. Tuesday seven, nights. Seven and to
1: ten. And sure. Typically. Yeah. It's something like thing. that. Yeah.
3: But like, if you can dedicate like four hours to the band weekly, you know, realistically, yeah. we all do a lot of different projects and things and we're really busy and occupied in other times of our lives. So, for like, us we're just like if you can just dedicate this amount of time to the band for like a week you know a regular routine schedule um you know it just works somehow for us we're really lucky to have it work like that because that's like not always the case at all yeah
0: it's it's it could be hard to find reliable people for sure but i think that it's important you know you don't want to be in a band with somebody you're not really like friends with yeah so it's just like yo like the homies let's hang out this yeah. week and exactly. then just, we'll work we, on some uh, music like
1: I haven't hung out with my band like outside of rehearsal and I can't tell you how long it's like dude we're all best friends like <laughs> yeah and like, it's like this thing. is our friend
2: group <laughs> it is it's our friend group and like what we do a lot of times for practice is we'll have dinner prepared you know we'll have drinks ready so like when people come you know it's not like all right sit in a room with like people that you only practice with you really oh, know, yeah. and, you know we'll sit around we'll bullshit you know we'll you know cook some food eat eat some dinner or whatever and they'll be like you know bullshit and then we'll go into practice and like i feel like a lot of times with that even with you know the new members we've had and other people coming in and out of the band people that play with us you know i think it's really cool when you bring them in and they you just they kind of feel comfortable then and then the overall sound and product i think is better whenever everybody feels comfortable and chill in an environment like that you know
0: 100 energy is everything yeah 100%. and even outside of the band everybody has bullshit going on right. in their lives and if you're not actually hanging out and talking about the good and the bad and knowing what's happening with your homies yeah. how can you expect to do something positive and creative together if you know fucking doug is all grumpy because of something and you're like what
2: what's this energy, Doug? Is yeah, it because of us? Doug. What's the what's what's going on, you no, know? Kind of oh
3: out. yeah, but I I hate that bullshit. I always call it out. Like Yeah,
2: we say lead the yeah. bullshit at the door type of thing too, yeah. And
3: I'll just call you out if you bring it in. Oh, yeah. If you're going to sit there and pout the whole practice, I'm like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" Well, that, it's <laughs>
0: important, you know, because it's the thing is like even outside of being in a band and making music together. It's like you're friends. You're supposed to be there for each other. And none of us are getting any fucking younger. So it's just like, stop being a little fucking kid. If you have an issue, let's talk about it. Let me help you. You're my brother. You're my sister. Let's fucking fix this. And then let's go riff on some dope shit yeah get put your energy get get all that negativity out in a positive way so you can leave here knowing that you know even though maybe this aspect of your life's a little bit fucked up now you still have this and you still have us and we're here for you family friends that type of bullshit it's important
2: and that's like kind of a little bit of the idea behind our ep sunday gravy sunday gravy is like uh like sunday gravy is a red sauce that like a lot of italian people will cook on sunday and invite their family over for dinner and this and that and that's like kind of you know was our idea on that you know um because that's the kind of way we are you know it's like you know get in touch with your friends and your and your bandmates and your you know so sunday gravy our ep was kind of had that vibe on it yeah it's just like you know exactly what you say you know get to know your people make them your homies you know it's not that's awesome so
1: I have a really that, family with people too you can like sit down and have dinner with them you know
2: yes brings you
1: together
0: yeah and it, it's it's so obvious whenever I see you play that you're all having a really good time on stage together and it's obvious that you're rehearsed well rehearsed <laughs> you're having a good time and it's just it's great to see that because it just really like there's a nuance to that that like I can't explain it just says a lot yeah. about the band and I'm not surprised to hear that any of the stuff that I'm hearing it totally makes
1: all the sense in the world just like to have fun and make people dance and like throw down at the same time you know like
3: and we want the project to be sustainable so like you know what's more sustainable than like a good well communicating group of people you know Mm -hmm. so
0: it could be hard i think a lot of musicians especially in the fucking bullshit background that i come from where okay i've like the hip-hop thing so it's a lot of solitary people with ego problems and then the heavy metal world which is also like a lot of solitary only kids that hid in their bedroom just learning guitar for 15 years of their (laughs) life and have zero social skills but can fucking (laughs) rip like breaking into those people and getting them to like you know, become normal adults. Not saying that if you listen to heavy metal, they, like there's something wrong with you, but like there's something wrong. with me. So, like I get it. It's, it, it is what it is. There's a reason. It's mutual. Why, yeah. yeah. So being able to, <laughs> you know, break down those people and get them locked in. So I always love talking with bands about, uh, places where they like to hang out outside of practice, but it seems like kind of like your thing is just like practicing at the place, making dinner, doing that yeah. sort of thing. That's your, yeah. your home bodies in a sense, not in a bad way.
3: Well, we practice at our house. So, yeah, James and I live huge, together yeah. on the river a- in Verona, on Allegheny River Boulevard, and it's called the River House, basically, to all of our friends, or the Rat's Nest, however you want to refer to it. But
2: <laughs> is that where the band name comes from?
3: Um, no, actually, the band name comes from uh, James's parents' house. Where
2: we used to eat Sunday gravy.
3: Which his mom would always make Sunday dinner, so that Killer. was like the big thing, and then we would practice there, because his dad's a music teacher, and they actually have a, long story short, wraparound porch, so there's like a special secret like passageway in their basement essentially in their garage it's, that, like, and shit, pass- it's like-, like a storage place but we would yeah. like go back there and that do shenanigans the as kids and
1: yeah they called it the moat they could hear us shenanigans. Yeah. well
3: and they could hear us under the porch so like we would sound like little rats in the moat and so like uh, his okay. dad's best friend uncle richie's the OG Uncle Rich, he's great. He would come down and always like catch us down there and be like, oh, the moat rats. Because it would be out funny because
2: we'd all be jamming down there. Because <laughs> down in the basement was where we had our music gear. And then all of a sudden it would be completely quiet. Everybody <laughs> would leave. It'd be like ten people down there. And my parents would be like, What? Like, it's quiet now. Uh, like, what the what is going on? And, like, my Uncle Rich is like real cool. And he would leave and he'd come down and He'd be like It's quiet What are you moat rats
1: doing back there He'd come uh-huh. back
2: in the moat He'd say Hey what are you moat rats doing Cause he'd come back and It'd be like 12, <laughs> 10 or 12 So it was adults. just like It obviously had to be the band name Yes,
0: yes. That's Very so clearly yeah. We
3: didn't think about it For more than like 5 minutes <laughs>
0: Oh what w- sure. Okay I was gonna say Like what was that epiphany like Or was it just a thing Like whoop well, that's what it is Well because no, I, it's
3: all the people That were in the moat I literally had no idea
1: name. That yeah. that was the band name Till we were playing a show At Shooties And they
2: introduced <laughs> us As the moat rats
3: <laughs> No way
2: Yeah cause we needed to go With the name real quick And I like I didn't really tell <laughs> you know. um, emote rats it works that's so yeah. funny
1: uh
0: yeah i it was like sykes was like a bullshit graffiti name that i had in middle school nice and then i started making <laughs> beats for some people and uh i was recording tracks for like rapper friends that i had Sweet. and it was like a people wanted to shout me out on the track and it was like, well, we don't want to call you Brian. And I was like, oh, whatever. Just say Sykes. And now it's, that's it. Go. That's weird. And oh. now everybody calls me Sykes. I fucking hate it. I'm over
3: it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Nah. You
3: can re-establish yourself. It's too no, late. It's, too late. it's too, late too late to rebrand. That's yeah. like Liam in our band. Yeah. <laughs> his whole life, we called him Chip. Problem. And uh, poor thing just wants to be called Liam. I knew him for five <laughs> years as Chip. Like,
1: I literally knew him for five years before I knew his name was Liam. Oh, yeah. Like, it was... Like, somebody called him Liam, and I was like, who the hell is Liam? fuck.
2: It's Chip. Um, yeah. And his mom, who comes to sees a lot of our shows, she's like, I gave him such a nice Irish
3: name, and you guys call him Chip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: no. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, poor bud.
0: That's so funny. So, now, you know, moving into the new year here. It's 2020. Yeah. Year of the Rat. Year of the Rat. Is it the Year of the Rat? It, it is. The rat. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... What is Moatrats working on currently, if anything? Anything they really talk about? You want to plug anything?
3: Well, right now we are taking a little uh, performance break for the first time in four years. We've been playing near every weekend for the past four years. So we are taking a couple months off. We're getting in the studio and we anticipate having our album ready for you guys, hopefully um, by May or June, but no date is set yet. So
0: that's exciting. Yeah, Yeah.
3: we have about uh, 10 songs and it's, this whole album's been written with our new players so it's been like uh really cool cuz our sound is definitely um a little bit more refined from Sunday gravy i'd say not that you know i discount that cuz i just listened back to it again yesterday and i just well, love that ep but uh yeah
0: you wouldn't be where you are now if it wasn't for that material
3: yeah, exactly
0: just, the unfortunate inevitability of being a musician yeah. is it exactly it need you need to write stuff that's like just it's always going to grow and it's not that necessarily things are bad like i look back at stuff that i did it's not that it's bad it's just different yeah. it's like it doesn't even feel like me or sound like me anymore it's like
3: right.
0: as i've like found my voice throughout
2: the years it's just changed yeah i've changed who i am as a person I mean, i'm not as like, angry as i was when i was right, younger. there we go <laughs> that's <laughs> well that's good, good. yeah good and we've learned from songs that we've had in the past you know, there's songs that we've wrote in the past that we don't play anymore. And there's other songs that we've had that we're like, oh, this isn't going to be a song. And then, you know, someone suggests something and it becomes a song we regularly play. So we try to encourage anybody in the band that has an idea or has something to bring it. And let's, you know, see what comes of it because you never know. Like, you know, it it could become a, you know, with a suggestion of <laughs> someone else or letting someone else hear that song, they could pitch an idea that might help it and, you know, it could no.
0: become a tune to jam on and. I love it. One of the coolest things about music is utilizing the power of collaboration and getting everybody's ideas together. Because have to, yeah, yeah, like to have like the ego of thinking that like you write a song, you're a songwriter for a band and you give it to six other people and you're going to play it exactly this way. No changes because I'm right. And I know everything this song needs. You're a fucking moron. Yeah. I don't care who you are. (laughs) Like you need to bring in. I can't imagine
1: being in a band with somebody like that. Why would you want to be like,
0: (laughs) why would you get like super technically proficient players that, I mean, I guess, I mean, if it's like a symphony or something, that's a little bit different, but like, you know, playing in like basically a rock band of sorts that, And you don't want them to bring anything to the table. What's the point? You may as well just play to backtrack. Where's the passion?
3: Like that's just paying musicians to play charts. It's just so boring. To me,
0: everybody does things for different reasons. (laughs) You know, some people want to have a band because they love playing music and they love hanging out with their friends and their family and things like that like a moat rat situation. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that are just like, it's totally <laughs> fine. It's not the first time it happened. Uh, <laughs> I've spilled beer uh, all I'll over say, my laptop uh, there multiple must, times. There must
2: be a hole in the bottom of my cup or something. This oh, is yeah. condensation. It's science. <laughs> <really>. uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> do you need a bottle opener? A lighter or a bottle opener? Whatever bottle you
0: got. Opener. But um, man, I completely forgot I was even talking about at this point. I'm
3: distracted. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Jeez, James.
0: Uh, what were we talking? If you're listening, leave leave a note in the comments for me to check out. Where were yeah, we? Yeah, what the, where
3: where were uh, we? anyways.
2: I was uh, distracted by that stain. But seriously.
3: All right, it's James. Gone now. You want to switch places? You okay? Oh, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I
0: I oh, we were talking about um. Bands being friends and family and yes. things like that. Yes. And then there's sometimes there are people that start bands just because they are a fucking rock star. Like, this is going to be my fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's not entirely invalid. You know, Like James are. Brown was a fucking yeah. maniac. But yeah. like, that like dude put out some some good music. Yep, Even though, you know, he was quite the. uh Quite the control freak Yeah, yeah. Steely but, Dan
3: They were pretty controlling too And those, that's one of our like yeah, that's Huge our influences, influences You know So We're just totally different In a sense of like What we do You know James like Loves Leonard Skinner And same thing Well I mean I think too yeah. There
0: are also just There are
3: players <laughs> <out. I>? Yeah <laughs> Thanks
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think James loves That much <laughs> like, Of all the bands Carly
2: <laughs> Yeah That's There's an inside me. joke happening, <laughs> right? no, no that, that no, is not no. an inside joke She literally just
0: <laughs> Well
3: there is a long story Behind it okay. but anyways
0: We can get into it if we need to he does love no, Steely I, Dan. I will say That's, that, that To do with Leonard Skinner <laughs> 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 The uh uh, there are some players, though, that are really good players but aren't good writers. They don't give a shit about writing. They just yeah. want to be in a band and fill a spot. So that's cool, too, that they can have a place. There's something in the world for yeah. everybody. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever
1: floats your boat, man. Whatever peels your banana. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
2: And I think, especially because our band really doesn't have uh, somebody that is in a lead role of a band, that's why I think everybody and all the different personalities can collab in a good way because you can Bring the best out of those people. You can bring the best out of somebody that says, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not really here to write, but I want to play in this band." And you know, by letting everybody have their own voice and you know, you know, part in the band, I think you can bring out the best in the people. with When everybody stands up and
1: takes that role as leader yeah. whenever they need to, like yep. it's, I think that we have a good balance of that too. Like. Like there's times where if like we're dealing with somebody that's organizing the show, where Carly's dealing with them, or I'm dealing with them, or even Justin Benzino or sax Players dealing with them. You know, it's kind of a multi-role thing that whenever somebody needs to step up and do it, yeah, it's, somebody it's, steps it's, up and does it. It's good that there are people that
0: multiple people in your band that want to do that because that's a, a really important part. It's one thing to like because it's real easy to get. Well, it's not easy to find a group of friends and make music together that rules that's yeah. that's an accomplishment yeah. but the next thing is if you're going to actually start playing shows and trying to make the band a business in some aspect yeah like there needs to be everybody needs to pull their weight it's not a thing where you can just like do nothing and expect everything to happen
3: yeah and the sure. thing
0: that's really cool about what i've noticed as an outside observer of the moat rats is that there isn't like a pocket that you've like cornered yourselves in. It seems like you'll play a wide variety of events in a wide variety of locations with a wide variety of bands. And that's really cool that you've been able to put yourselves into a lot of those places. Cause there's a lot of bands in Pittsburgh that will find like their one promoter that they're friends. Yeah, with, And they we play don't like that. those promoter yeah. shows. And that's it.
2: Yeah. You we, well, that's, that's something and even when it comes back to playing the cover gigs and opening you know opening up from you know my dad's band when we first started you know it's not like we're going to be prude about oh well we're not going to play with this band's not our style or you know well oh, we're not going to go there you know this isn't cool if we play a show out in you know oh, yeah, greensburg dude. one of the you most know.
1: lit shows we've had in the past six months has been that oakmont tavern gig the day after yeah, you know and it's
2: about like, being kind of open to that kind of stuff and not limiting yourself to any sort of scene or any sort of venue yeah. or part of town i mean you got to take what you sure. can get yeah, over the years, I have found that like I don't give a fuck about playing with other
0: rappers or playing with other metal bands. I don't care if your band's good. I don't care if your band is bad. I just want you to be cool people. Am I yeah, enjoying no. my time around yes. you? Because if we're if you're cool people, your friends are probably cool. Everybody's gonna get along, and most people like all kinds of music. Yeah, nobody's going to a show because it's like oh, I want to see all one style of music the whole night <laughs> yeah. i mean maybe some people but most cool people yeah are just right. like i'm here for whatever i just want to hear some shit that's cool you yep. i want to see people hang, that give a man. fuck
3: we had a release show in november and um <clears throat> i kind of curated the lineup for it and i just Ooh, like curated yeah that's you like that word, word. <laughs> um but you know like i just like whenever we were talking about it we were throwing around different names and things of like who we wanted on the bill and like who to reach out to and you know, we just wanted to have like this really cool lineup of like very different but like still, you know, sensical acts. So it ended up being um abstract theory, our buddies abstract theory. They did like a quick thirty minute set. <laughs> <Just kidding.
0: laughs> hey. Shout outs to them. They're the homies. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> love
3: those
0: dudes. Yeah, yeah they're good. They're good Troy people. and Louie. Yeah, they're good dudes.
3: But uh, they did like a quick 30-minute set, and then they did this cool little kind of like, I don't know what you we would call they it.
1: MC
0: the they emceed the, MC'd the night, basically.
3: It was
1: awesome. Stand-up comedians. They're yeah, it was, it was pretty
3: great. And then we had the telephone line, who's awesome, and Addie Twig, and she's just wonderful. And then we had Sierra Sellers and ourselves. So it was just like a really cool night of like such an eclectic crowd for us. And it was just so cool because like... It wasn't like, oh, this band played and then their group left. You know, you're so many times you're at a show and there's different acts that are different genres and stuff. And like this band brings this crowd and then that crowd leaves. And oh, then yeah. the next band comes on and their crowd comes up to watch and then yeah. that crowd leaves. You know, it was like the whole night, everybody was just there for the show. Well, and it was just really sweet to see.
0: You mentioned the term curating. Yeah. And I think as being a show organizer, it is actually really important to think about you know curating an event and doing something that's going to make sense to you because it's like okay well you're a band and people are coming to see your band so people trust you and your opinions on things so if you put together a lineup of people that you respect and enjoy being around it's like the people that come out to see you are going to be curious because it's like well you know this is i like the moat rats and like who are these other acts? Like they, they should be cool because right. they put this show together, and like, it's really important too to like put together an event because you do want people to stay there. You don't want people to just leave afterwards. Like, and obviously, it's like even if people are coming out to your show, most people—that's not the only thing they want to do that night. They yeah, probably want to yeah. go somewhere else and do another thing and all this stuff. So it's like thinking about where you're booking a show, what time of year, what's around there, and just try to. I don't know. Yeah, somehow strategically weave it all together to make it successful. It's so much more than just like booking a date and then hoping people show up.
3: Right. Oh my gosh. There's so like much more. Yeah. And that was like the first time I had ever done that. And I kind of took the, the reins on that one. And it was fun. I felt like I was like, what playlist would I want to listen to for four hours? Like, <laughs> like whose albums sure. would I want to turn on back to back that would make sense, that would like give me a vibe for four hours of you Honestly, know, time?
0: It's like, you know, you spend. <laughs> You know, we sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months writing a song. Yeah, you should put the same amount of energy into putting an event together. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. like the event in its way, in its own way, is a song of sorts. You know, it's like a big, uh, it's, it's a, a piece, piece of art, it's a, it's a medley, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a playlist, it's yeah. an IRL playlist.
3: It really is. I know. That's like what I was feeling from it. So it was cool just to see. And it was fun because like it was definitely challenging. I was super stressed oh, out yeah. like the whole time. Uh, Everyone until, was like, Carly, calm down. I'm like Literally, okay. I had so
1: many, <laughs> up until that day, I was like, nobody's going to show up. Yeah, we're just going to be playing to like our friends and our <laughs> yeah. family. And then yeah.
0: Yeah. it's good. It's good. I think the best way to be an active <laughs> musician is to keep your expectations low, but your attitude yeah. positive. You'll always be surprised yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah
1: For
0: sure. yeah and, and the other thing too is you, you just don't want to get into a position where like you're expecting i don't you don't want to like put all your expectations on things that are literally out of your control yeah. yeah like you could promote the hell out of a show but you have no control over whether or not people yeah. are actually going to come like just just tell them about it yeah and don't be annoying
3: that's it
0: and if you know if your event is cool and you take the time to put together a cool thing, you're not going to have to nag people to come out to it. Yeah. People want, it's like, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like I could get invited to do something the day of and it's like, okay, sounds cool. I'll go. You don't need to remind me every other week on Facebook with sponsored ads. Like, yeah, Yeah. if your event sucks, it's just going to suck no matter how (laughs) much you tell me about it.
3: Exactly. And it's just being smart. And like, especially with like Facebook ads and stuff, I just feel like, a lot of times it can almost be counterproductive. It's like, you know, you're putting this money in and I totally respect, like I saw you talking the, your little rant the other day about, you know, you have to want to put in like $35 to like promote on Facebook sometimes because that's what is going to be like a primary source of advertisement, you know, but like knowing where to do that and when not to do that and when it's worth it. And like, yeah, just being smart about it really is like a huge part of that. And it's a learning process well, in think,
0: it. you know yeah. i think a lot of us are neglecting the power of uh phone numbers and just like texting yeah. your friends yeah instead of like inviting them on facebook oh like sure. you know don't forget that like you know you can just use this for like basic communication it may take a little bit of extra effort <laughs> right. but like yo i guarantee you if you text 15 friends and just invite them out genuinely to a thing they will come but you can invite 200 people on Facebook, and five of them will show up. Yeah. Right. it's just like it's like you're spending too much time, like wasting energy and sometimes money into like people that are like half they're like fair weather fans. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, like it's not that they don't like you, but I think that
1: just that they'll go out connection. when that's so, that show like fits their schedule.
0: You know, and also like there's too much noise on social media. It's like you know you might get I get invited to things, but it's like fuck. It's like okay. I saw, I get a notification and then I open it up and there's four other things. And if none of those four other things distract me, then it's like, okay, well, fuck, maybe I'm like at a red light or I'm like doing, you know, I'm like yeah. looking at my phone at a time when I shouldn't. So the notification's gone. And then two hours later, it. you forget about it. Yeah. It's like not optimal. Yeah. so
3: Right. No, I totally agree. And that's, thing. I think, a lot of the reason why we have people come to our shows, you know? Like, we make a point to be like, hey, this means something to us, like, to the point where we're going to reach out to you on a personal level. Like, that's huge, you know? And, like, a lot of people that, you know, have been telling us over and over, oh, I want to come see you. Let me know when you're playing. Let me know when you're playing. They're not going to respond to a Facebook yeah. message. They want that text message or the phone call. It I mean, might be a little aggravating. Well, it's more personal. But yeah, I mean, it sh- is. It's shit something that will get that person to the show and if that means something to you to have genuine fans and a genuine fan base then that's huge
0: yeah text people even like even though like i it's like in my mind i feel like dming people on facebook is incredibly annoying Yeah. but on the flip there's been multiple times that people have sent me dms reminding me about shows and then i'm like oh shit i wouldn't have remembered if you wouldn't yeah. have messaged right. me exactly. And even, it's like, I appreciate, it's like, you must really give a shit or you must need people to come out. I'll come out. Cool. So it's like a thing where it's like, I don't want to, I've, I think I wasted a lot (laughs) of time worrying about annoying people. But like in this society where it's like, you know, know, Susan is posting pictures of her sandwiches every other minute on Instagram. (laughs) I feel like it's impossible to be too annoying. Yeah. So it's just if you have a good reason to message somebody, if it's a legitimate good thing, like it's just like, hey, like, hey, Brad, I know that like, you know, you like this music and uh, I think you would like these bands. We're having this show. If you don't have anything
1: going on, come on out. That's not a bad message to send if it's genuine. Yeah. Then it's like, I don't know, like if it's something you care about, it shouldn't feel like you're annoying somebody to ask them to come out and like see what you've been working on yeah
0: and if i mean the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to realize that that person just doesn't care that much about what you're doing so you can just fuck them just don't exhaust (laughs) energy into them anymore move on there are millions or billions of people on the planet don't worry about brad Right? Exactly. Fuck Brad. Yeah, fuck Brad, dude.
3: Now, do you ever, though... Oh, no.
2: No, yeah, you just called him it last week.
3: (laughs) We were getting our checks at Condado and the guy was like, how is this going to go? And I was like, oh, James and I will be together in that. And then the guy was like like, (laughs) appalled and Brad was just like...
2: And the guy come back over, he's like, here's your guy's check and here's that. (laughs) Yeah, he's not
3: that. He's Brad. He's great. He plays guitar, um, but anyways, guitar that's raw. I was just thinking, you, though. Okay, this might just be my anxious brain, but like, do you ever feel like one of those people that like work for a pyramid scheme promoting your band on Facebook? You know how? You know what I mean? Like those girls that sell like. Beauty products, and you look at that and you're like, You mean the men oh, who sell
2: energy drinks?
3: Sure. Or, you know, people who sell like protein shakes, like that, are like a pyramid scheme and they try to get you to sell them.
2: Well, Golden uh, Goat. <laughs> uh, maybe
0: <laughs> it, it would be that one thing. Uh, I only feel like that. Um, I don't feel like that promoting things, but I can see that when there are bands that'll do things where it's like, Yo, if we get, you know, 50 people to retweet this status, we'll yeah, post a right. new song or, yeah. you know, we'll. Just, just post the fucking song,
3: right? People will listen to it or not. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Shut
0: up, like, and like. I remember back in the day. Um, I think there was a thing that Punchline did. Where it was like some sort of a gimmick, where if they didn't get like X amount of things, they said they were gonna break up. I forget. It was it was like a total. It wasn't. I don't think it was genuine. I think it was just like a promotional gimmick. I can't remember the details of it. That's but I remember I was just like really angry when I saw it. It was just like gimmicks are fine. Like don't get me wrong. Like I like I like Slipknot. That's a good gimmick. Yeah, but like don't like. It's abuse your fans or be like, oh, like this, like we're holding on to this new piece of art that you want. It's like emotional abuse. Yeah, we're only gonna release it if you fucking help us. It's like just release the fucking music and stop being weird. And if it's good, then people will will like it and they'll they'll tell their friends about it. Like that's another thing too with Facebook or the internet in general that bugs me. A lot of people will say like, oh, the algorithms are fucked up, or you know, we post something and Facebook's making us pay for people to see it but you ever notice sometimes you might post something really silly on the internet or something like just genuine and it gets a lot of attention why facebook you didn't have to pay for it it's just you posted something genuine that people related with right i think a lot of people have a hard time admitting that either what they posted just wasn't interesting the song wasn't good and they just need to try again i feel like if what you're doing is good it will gravitate that's how things go viral right yeah because it's it's Either it's good really or entertaining. Good. It's it's entertaining, yeah, yeah. whether it's really good or really bad, whatever, that's subjective. So it's just work on putting out something that people actually give a fuck about.
3: And it's relatable.
2: And I think too, people do that kind of stuff because nowadays with social media, I feel like people will get a lot of gratification on just likes or comments or anything. So they will probably get like, you know, personal gratification off when they say something like, Oh, blah, 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 I'm gonna do this. Well, if you if I don't get this many likes. And it's yeah. just like I mean, it's like you know it's, it's I don't think it's i don't know i mean it's like,
0: if it's your thing that's fine it's just not for me i can't right. i'm not gonna tell anybody like what they should or shouldn't do exactly i'm still figuring out yeah my i just gotta say shit. if
1: you're willing to break up as a band over like lack of likes then like what are you really in it for me
0: yeah i can't well i don't <laughs> think it, i don't think it ever would have happened i really need yeah. to like research what that was if you remember, For anybody, yeah. leave it in the comments. No
3: hate punchline, but uh, yeah,
0: no, no, I've, I have no, I have no beef with them. I just remember there was something, and I thought it was really goofy. I just don't remember. Oh, I think it was if their because it was if their album or their song didn't go number one on iTunes. Oh. They were going to break up or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah,
3: that's like But I'm pretty sure that that the release hit number one. I'm
0: pretty sure they ended up getting the number one (laughs) in like their category or whatever.
3: Low key, like the perfect epitome of pop punk though. Like, oh my god, if my release doesn't hit number one, we're breaking up.
0: (laughs) It's very on brand. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. So like
3: I kinda don't blame them. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, if I it was like a metal proud, band yeah. that was like, oh, you know, if our release doesn't go number one on the metal charts, you know, like my metal no, man yeah. voice versus my pop punk voice, <laughs> <That was great>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my metal man, <laughs> this is super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's appropriate for their brand, but it's just,
0: I don't know. It's to each their own. Well, I think that like when you're dealing <laughs> with a band like that, you know, it's not their. I'm sure that there's other people that are influencing decisions that they make management yeah. and things like that where it's like hey we got this really cool fun idea let's do this it's not just like you yeah. know the seven of you in a room I don't know if you have a manager or anything like that if you No, are you,
3: I'm basically our manager <laughs> <laughs> because I'm good at stuff oh, yeah. that's why oh yeah dude. it's not really because I want to do it it's just because no, I'm she, better you than you me. follow you for
2: for the job stuff, man. Too, and I
3: actually do it
2: <laughs> C- wouldn't be here with her
0: Thanks, yeah no that, that makes sense it's Ball but i cred. think that there's a lot of things too like it's funny when people give artists like a taylor swift or somebody shit for something that they did and i'm like yo they have like yeah. such a small percentage control over like their music being on Spotify or not, or, you know, she barely how they,
3: owns half her music. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like there's like all this stuff where it's like, you know, fuck that person for doing this. And it's like, nah, fuck their manager, fuck their team, fuck the yeah. people around them. Like it gets to a point where it's like, you just kind of,
1: you're, you're just a long, Yeah. You're being run as a like business. You're no an employee person, of yourself. Like, yeah.
3: Yep. You're selling yourself as a brand. I yeah, mean, and that's changes. really what it becomes. Yeah. You know? thing,
0: things do change.
3: That's why I always have, You know, as a vocalist, it's funny because everybody always comes up to me like, when are you going to do solo stuff? And I'm like, I have no intention of ever doing that. I mean, in the near future, just because... That is so much pressure on one individual person. I love the fact that I can share my creative, you know, space with like other people and like have other opinions. Like it's just like I already doubt my second guess my own creativity and doubt myself enough. Imagine being a solo artist and having full control of exactly what you're putting out and like having to basically sell yourself as a brand. Like we were saying, like that just to me is a feat that I don't think i could really undertake
0: i think it requires and i say this from personal experience a certain level of ego yeah and delusion of grandeur
3: that i don't have yeah at all
2: <laughs> maybe not <laughs> i don't know
0: you that well but I if you tell not. me you
2: don't have it you don't have it <laughs> but no you're right with something like that because i like no you have to totally like fuck you on me like yeah, you
1: know, yeah. A, i'm the best and you're gonna want to listen to me you know and
3: and um, is that confidence or is that yeah, like yeah. ego i guess it's kind of a bit of or, 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 or they're cri- very synonymous yeah,
0: our crippling self-esteem issues being yeah. uh <laughs> being projected in like a uncomfortably like right. egotistical way yeah it's just like
3: yeah i I'm like so, it's share. like i
0: i love uh watching like a I see this a lot in like diy rap shows where it's like you have a, did somebody
3: fart or is yeah. that just a
1: chair <laughs> It was the chair I swear. <laughs> we love
3: farts. Oh, if nobody knows, our band thinks farts are hilarious. I've been holding mine in this whole time, dude. Oh, let them rip. I wish Shit. these were actually no, plastic rip, chairs. Please. They oh, get the real man. good reverberation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, these are these are nice big, big um, faux farts, leather, right? everybody, if you guys are wondering.
0: Uh, I,
1: yeah, I, uh, I
0: completely forgot what I was talking about.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, solo, we, solo artist stuff and...
0: Farts. Uh, Shit.
3: DIY <laughs> something or ah, other.
0: Fuck, we're getting sidetracked a lot.
3: Guys, today. what were we talking about again? Leave it in the comments. <laughs> <It's blind. laughs> oh,
0: jeez. I feel like I was going to make a point and then I got distracted <gasps> by a fart. It's okay.
3: No. It, Farts wasn't, it are was
1: funny.
2: A chair. Nah,
3: <laughs> no, we were talking about
1: uh being a being a little bit egotistical to be like your own solo artist have to have some sort of ego to it.
0: Yeah, there was there was yeah, there, there was, was some point, point that I was gonna make from there. <laughs> yes.
2: Can I make one more dumb point? Just please, get this out of my system. Anything to keep the conversation going. How many chairs do you think have been blamed for farts <laughs>
3: <laughs> that were actually farts and it was blamed on Poor chairs? <laughs> 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 <Poor> chairs. <laughs> Shit.
1: <laughs>
2: not only leave it in the comments. On, they get blamed for the farts.
3: <laughs> how many chairs do you think were blamed for farts leave it in the comments millions
2: oh that's
0: so fucking <laughs> okay. funny sorry i can uh. i can share with you my most triumphant fart story please, <laughs> please yes. oh god it was in a Burger King. <laughs> nice. So it was like one of those like, it was like in a booth where it has like the padded back, and then like it's like whatever it's made out of like that plat, like yeah. whatever that that material is. But it's like ho- it was hollow on the bottom. Oh, God, and I was like sitting yeah. like right in the middle of it, and this it like the acoustics and like it was basically just like farting on like a large floor. Top, oh. You know, and it was just so loud. <laughs> It was fucking outrageous. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, it was that type of thing where, like, like I farted and people, it seemed like people were looking outside for like a car wreck. Like, they weren't even, <laughs> like, like, there's no way that sound came from the inside. Like, what, like, what happened? You know what I
2: mean? Like, was this, was there a Transformers
0: meal? fight happening outside? Was that Bumblebee? Like, yeah. Yeah. I have no fucking, oh man. Yeah. So that, that was it.
3: It's okay. The wrong. loud ones are better. I think than the smelly ones.
2: Yeah, it's better to just. Own
3: I would it. so rather much rather own, yeah, own like a loud fart a chair that doesn't smell. One, but if
2: it smells, like, <laughs> like.
3: <laughs> especially <laughs> when it's like one of those that just like follows you, so you like walk out of the room to try and avoid it, but like it comes with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not it, that it like, I have a I lot of experience try, you know. with <laughs> farting because girls don't <laughs> fart. But
0: well, I think <laughs> I think anybody that's been in a band for any amount of time is so much more used to the concept of farting. Because oh, yeah. It just happens. Yeah. You know, you spend at least, you know, four to six hours a week in an enclosed space with other adults there's been times on
1: stage where i've literally
0: looked at james and been like i'm sorry dude i mean you got you know you got some sunday gravy in you (laughs) maybe a couple beers farts are gonna happen dude it's
3: really good for the vocalist though because like i can play it off because like there's so much noise going on i just like jump up and down a little extra and then be like oh guys ooh, who farted
1: gross
3: yeah always james always blame
1: James James usually takes the blame
3: anyways do we want to talk about something other than farting? <laughs> because we, <laughs> we could talk about this for a very long we time keep talking
2: about <laughs> farting I don't care that's fine <laughs> yeah well sometimes like in the summer <laughs> we like i love we we gotta open the windows and turn the fan sure. on in our oh, practice room. like
3: we haven't even shared a van yet and we like understand each other's farts like i could only imagine a touring band in a van for hours on end like sorry guys especially
2: eating food on the road like you know uh-huh. it's gonna...
3: yeah because you know it's not healthy it's not like have you ever toured or anything yeah
2: so would it be bad i mean have you ever been with any notorious Blazing farters on the road
0: i mean it's happened but for me it's just not a big fucking deal yeah it just doesn't bother me like like, farts don't bother me
2: where'd you guys tour where you guys are
0: um so i've been like from here to orlando is as south as i've gone all right and the most farthest west i've gone is like chicago nice the most farthest west the farthest west. Farthest west. Yeah, so, so the farthest down I've gone from Pittsburgh is Orlando. And the, the most I've gone to the left of Pittsburgh gotcha, would be Orlando. Uh Very cool. right of Pittsburgh. I don't think I've played anywhere further than like Philly or Baltimore. If Baltimore's a little bit further than Philly. No, uh Maryland, like outside DC area. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: like kinda out there. It has the little curve. Yeah. Um I just imagined you with a fault prop- fart propulsion unit that like like, propelled you in those directions as you were describing it because we were still talking about farting huh (laughs) You are being pro- propelled by the brain power in my mind. Yeah, I am just like,
0: oh. yeah. Now I am like you know like when like you are watching like a documentary, <laughs> like a road trip documentary, and they have like the map and they show like the map and like the line going from point A to point B. It's yes. like my face with like a butt and just like <laughs> the it's giant slap yeah, <laughs> emoji at the destination. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, Good that'd stuff. be fucking fire. Yeah. So one of the things that um I want to actually talk about with you, the Moat Rats, is um in terms of being a band you produce good music and it sounds really good you're good players Thanks. but what about like the visual aspects of the band this is a thing that a lot of bands stress about you know like metal bands are worried about looking cool uh, rappers are always worried about having like really cool music videos and things like that. Mm-hmm. But where does like the visual representation of anything fall into the category of the mo rats? Are you worried about style? Are you worried about music videos? Are you worried about artwork? Do you think about these things?
3: Um, yeah, I, I would say that some of us do
0: it's been more recent
3: more it's recently, one i would we've... say that some of us put more pressure um, cares pressure it's, it's, on that or importance
0: it's <laughs> so interesting because there's a thing that i've noticed okay. throughout the years whenever like styles of music that like are a lot more musically focused mm-hmm. tend to focus less on the other things not mm-hmm. to say that like hip-hop isn't musically focused but it's like There's a dramatic difference between, like, you know, like, bands that are rehearsing six hours a week and then, like, rappers that don't rehearse at all, but they spend maybe six hours a week, you know, figuring out outfits and shooting videos and stuff like that. It's, like, how you apply your time.
3: I think, to me, because I'm a vocalist and because, like... To me, I don't know. Like I write my melody, and that's my melody. You know, like I think as a mu- as an actual instrumentalist, I think you tend to think a little deeper into it, and so you can maybe not necessarily find the importance in the other things well and also as the manager kind of aspect of things with me like i definitely stress it a little bit um but we have a really a lot of hard-headed people like i can't get them to change a freaking shirt if i didn't like their shirt like i know that sounds really petty but like oh yeah if we're all in black and you have a navy blue shirt on like i'm gonna ask you to put a black shirt on sure sure just like i i don't know to me that's like not that big of a deal or but like, to them it's like the end of the if world if we
2: have a photo shoot <laughs> that we're doing like which we don't do many photo shoots cuz we're not that we're not the image kind of people really yet yeah, we're trying to get better at that you know if we say hey everybody we're black and white and you show up someone shows up in a tie dye shirt with red black plaid oh.
3: pants and a floral shirt it's, it's like, what what the fuck are you, what,
2: you it's on. so funny i think that
0: like um it's inter- it's an interesting dilemma because like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, wouldn't have fucking mattered. Yeah. But now we're in the social media era, and everything is so visually driven. Uh-huh. So it's like, even if you're a band that doesn't want to give a fuck about like having a cohesive look, there still needs to be something, because people are going to be like, what is this? Yeah. Like They may not even think about it, but it's still there, and it's something to think about. I hate it. Like I'm, yeah. just, I'm very much... It's not about I mean, the
1: music anymore. It's about yeah. the entire I think, image of things. Like yeah, I think I have it. Product. Like
0: just being like a guy, it's a little bit easier for me because I could just wear a fucking band T-shirt and jeans, and it's oh, like yeah. cool. Right. Yeah, but you know, being <laughs> I, a, being a lady, I imagine it could be a little bit more yeah. stressful sometimes.
3: Well, and t- to me, it's really hard because you know, it, as a woman in music. You know, it is, and especially as a vocalist and a front woman, it is so easy to be, like, sexualized, kind of. And I'm, like, not in my day-to-day life at all. I'm not very femme. Sure. You know, I definitely find myself, like, preferring a t-shirt and leggings, as I'm wearing right now, to, you know, other things. But definitely I feel a pressure on me whenever I play a show to look a certain way or to appeal to a certain person. And I think... Um, that's something that I'm actually kind of like working through right now because I feel so much more confident at just expressing my own individuality and you know not f- not putting that stress on the things that I feel like need to be stressed yeah. kind of if that makes sense
0: there's been times when like in the moment I'm like whatever fuck it it doesn't matter and then like I'll see pictures at a show that somebody took and I'm like we look like bums yeah (laughs) like we just like like, it's like there's something like what is it about this photo that's bothering me it's like oh it's like i mean we're not fucking professionals by any means but we look like fucking amateurs yeah there's something that's like really weird about that and it's like it's like i don't want to like stress about this but also for like if i didn't know who i was and i was looking at a picture of this band i would just be like oh this is I might think this is just some bullshit band playing in a bullshit place.
3: Right. Yeah. And that's like
0: and then I'm like, that's not true. Like, I know because I'm part of this world, but for people that aren't in bands and don't, you know, the normal person, the person that like you're trying to hopefully get to come out to a show someday. Yeah. It's
1: it's funny. I hate thinking about it, but it's so you can't hear a picture, you know? Yeah. You can't hear that like I mean, like, you may look like bums in that picture, but you could have been killing that song. Yeah. You know? and,
2: like, like, and you're drawn you to the image that. first. Yeah. The image
3: catches you, the music keeps you there, is my opinion. So, like, even with myself, like, whenever I'm like finding new artists that I like, um, you know, I'll be like on iTunes or something and just like scrolling through stuff. And I'm like, I liked the visual first. Did I care? Did I even hear their music? Do I even know what genre they play? No. But I saw that image. I saw their name. Those are the things that appealed to me first. And as much as I think musicians don't want to give credit where it's due in that aspect, I think it definitely needs to oh, be there because a, that's how you sell your art. It's a, it's a human thing. It. It's,
0: like, <laughs> it's like, okay, if you've never been to a restaurant before... How many times are you gonna probably order the thing that they have a picture of in the menu versus the thing that they don't have a picture of? True, yeah, yep. You know, it's like you see it, you get a better idea of it. Who's and it's buying
3: just, a car on Craigslist without a picture? Yeah, yes. it like it like
0: fucks with your your <laughs> head. But there's just something where it's like, I don't know. There's something uh, scientific or biological about the wiring in our brains that, in insect, regardless of how. Uh, Evolved and civilized, (laughs) we've become as a species. We're still animals to some degree. So there are those things that like exist in us in the way that we like innately, instinctively interact with things.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely like a sociological thing too, sociological. Uh, And that's why Um, like
2: shit on social media, like you, you know, it's that you got to have that image. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, I mean it.
0: Yeah, especially it's, it's it's so easy to. Um, if if you're not going to give a fuck, somebody else is going to give that fuck for you. And then it's like, ah, shit, now I'm missing out. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, I just want to be in a fucking band. I don't give a fuck about this other stuff, but if I don't give a fuck about this other stuff, nobody's going to hear me. Yeah, like, You I, could be the greatest band in the world. Yeah, and I nobody can, could listen I can to I can only text because, my 15 yeah. friends so many times.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly.
0: How do you expand? I have no fucking idea. How do you expand organically? And genuinely, genuinely is probably the the more important thing. How do I not uh, sacrifice my morals as a, a boring human being?
3: I think that people misinterpret, you know, what is like... So I guess to me, again, not being an instrumentalist, I think I think more about this. But as a show, looking at it more as a performance... So, like, I came from a background, like, I did musical theater, like, growing up, and I did musical theater a lot in high school, and, like, I look back at that, it's like, you had costumes, you had makeup, you had sets, you had all of these different elements that went in to make up this performance, right? Well, as a band, how can you sit there and say, oh, I'll have a great pit, but then there's not going to be anything on the stage that's going to be appealing in any other regard? It's like you're kind of shooting yourself in the own f- in your own foot without putting the stress and the importance on those other elements yeah. because that's what makes the actual audience. You know, that's how you capture your audience is by having all of those elements work together, and that's what makes a good show.
0: I think there's something about like when when you think about like old rock bands, like we were talking, we brought up some names, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like outfits were everything you know some like i mean james brown jesus christ what would james brown be with if james brown was just in normal clothes he would smack the (laughs) shit out of us if he saw what we wore on stage and like (laughs) jeans
2: and And and, like flannel it's like
0: it's like i think it's like i think there's a way for i don't think that you need to be necessarily like a james brown or a prince or like you know, or uh, Madonna or something, uh, some other crazy example of very extreme outfits on stage. But I still think if you're on stage performing, like there are things like, okay, like maybe – Keep the flip flops off stage. You know yeah. what I mean. Like you're probably better off not wearing fucking shoes. Or if you're gonna wear fuck, don't wear cargo shorts on stage or something weird. I don't wear like, shoes I'm ever on stage. Cargo shorts saying. on stage. Yeah, it, but fired. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> you're
1: a music festival. okay? Yeah.
0: outdoor music festival. It's cargo a, shorts. It's are like okay a weird thing where it's like balancing who you are as a person, but also like having a professional look. I think that's one of the things that's really <laughs> missing from like just the overall rock in general is bands mm-hmm. that like. Have like kind of a get up and a matching look, you know. Like a lot of people were given that Greta Van Fleet band a lot of shit because they were like Led Zeppelin ripoffs or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. It's just fun to see like young twenty somethings like hamming it up. Kinda I like have those yeah. dudes. I have nothing it. against them. Have they it do like, sound like
2: the Led Zeppelin, but I, I like that. Yeah, yeah just you know, they cool. have their little gimmick exactly, and it's fun. Like nothing I'm here them. for that. Yep. And like, and then again back to Slipknot. Like it's a yeah. like Kiss. Look at fucking Kiss. Kiss. I mean, like just kiss. they can completely on the image i mean do you, what kiss song would you go home and listen to hey man i'm gonna rock out to a kiss song. i don't know Not love
1: no. guns pretty fire dude uh, yeah
2: i've never heard you <laughs> listen <to> that
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably detroit How does really <laughs> uh
0: but uh dude it, it's so like just having like a cohesive look on stage so it's just it's a part of the presentation so that people that are coming to see you it's like There's a lot of people, if they're coming out to a show and they're paying money, I feel like they don't want to see themselves on stage. I feel like they want to see like this amplified version of yourself. And why not have an excuse to wear something a little bit more ridiculous than you normally would? Like I totally have some button up shirts that I would never wear in real life, but I'll wear them on stage because like, fuck it. It's a show. Let's get a little goofy. It's fun. Yep.
3: Yeah, no, I feel that for sure.
0: Mock show, they say. <laughs> <Mock Xiao. laughs> yep. For sure. So, do you have any events or anything coming up?
3: So, since we're taking a break, we are not playing another show until um, Leap Day on February 29th at Club Cafe. We'll be with Stationary Pebbles and Habitat for that one. So, our jam band friends.
0: Super of, cool, yeah. and you're working on a new album right now. So yes.
3: Year of the, the Rat will be the album title.
0: 2020. Yeah. We will tell happen. you that are you gonna call it year of the rat That is year yep. of
3: the rat yes hell yeah yeah i'll, that rules. Sing, I'll
0: sing your song off it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
3: kidding. go ahead james
0: no no well no i mean <laughs> technically carly should sing it and you should
2: beatbox it yeah. we'll
3: switch places
2: now i can beatbox i don't need my just hands beatboxing is kind of more at the mouth right yeah that's a mouth thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. are you good my at hands. mouth things <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> tight yeah yep, yep. Uh nah, oh. <laughs> never mind. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There.
0: Oh, so, before we wrap things up, we hit our hour. So, it's time to wrap this motherfucker up. But before we go, let the people know where they can find the moat rats on the social media platforms that we've been kind of talking shit on for the past half hour.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you guys can find us on facebook.com slash Instagram at The Moat Rats. We just got a Twitter, Twitter at The Moat Rats, tweet, tweet. Don't know how to use it yet, so bear with me. Um, and then we also just launched our website, TheMoatRats.com.
0: Simple enough.
2: And I was going to say you know that you know where to find us, but if you really want to find us, go to these social media outlets find out where we're playing and come find us in real life because we're really nice and we would love to meet you if you don't know us and if you want to come hang out, come to a Mo Rat show, whatever. So look on our social media, but really come find us out in public at a show because that would be the best.
3: And if you don't, we're going to break up.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here one more time. James, Brad, hey. Corley, the Moat Rats. Hey. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. I had fun. I hope you had Thanks fun sucks.
1: too.
0: I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, <laughs> same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020 year of the rap. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we are done. That's it. That's a podcast. Sweet. You did it. Easy you did as a- that.
3: We did it. Yeah. We only talked over each other a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. That, no, you were really, really good. What was it good? Oh,
3: okay.